All right. <clears throat> Episode five of Inside of Julius's Mind. It has been a crazy week uh, from the NFL draft to Bill Cosby um, to Kanye West. So much that we're going to talk about. Uh, The title of this podcast episode is going to be In Baker Mayfield We Trust. I, uh, for a lot of people, you know, I've talked a lot about Baker Mayfield in the last couple of podcasts when I was speaking about Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Rosen. So, like like I normally do, let's get right into it. Inside of Julius's mind. So, just hopping right into it. Um... I want to send a big congratulations out to Baker Mayfield. The surprise number one pick of the 2018 NFL draft. Bake, let's let's go down, you know, memory lane uh, real quick. Let's let's tell your story. From a little small city outside of uh, Austin, Texas. Wasn't heavily recruited. Wasn't recruited a lot. At all, like it was a guy that kind of flew under the radar. Walked on to Texas Tech, was the Big 12 Player of the Year. Left after that first year, transferred to Oklahoma. Well, he and then he walked onto the basketball team at Oklahoma. Became the starter. After becoming the starter, you know, had a pretty good season, put us pretty good numbers, won the Heisman. And after winning the Heisman, goes number one in the NFL draft. Now, the chances of making it to the NFL are very, very few and far between. It's like one in, I think, 100,000 is your chances of actually making it to the NFL. So it's like a, it's like a 1% chance. Ten times less than that. And not only did this guy make it to the NFL, he was drafted number one overall after walking on twice at two different programs. One blue blood program in Oklahoma, <clears throat> and one program that's always been around in Texas Tech. <clears throat> that in itself is amazing. I feel like personally, it's hard to root against a guy that won't be denied. Uh, it's, it's just that simple. Like It's hard to root against Baker Mayfield because of the simple fact that you walked on twice. You made both teams. You were the Big, Big 12 Player of the Year, Big 12 Freshman of the Year one year. And you won the Heisman a couple years after that. 
So, John Dorsey has to have a master plan for the Cleveland Browns. Now, John Dorsey, I think, was fired from the Kansas City Chiefs, but he also drafted Patrick Mahomes. So, he may have an eye for talent later on in his career that he didn't have in the beginning. And that's exciting in itself because the Cleveland Browns have been building a pretty good team, you know. Now, do I think they should have drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall? That's hard for me. I personally believe that they should have took Saquon Barkley first and took um, and took uh, Baker fourth. I think it just would have worked better for them in terms of the overall overall the overall offensive play. But they got a good cornerback in Denzel Ward. I think Denzel Ward Denzel Ward is going to be a good player, but I think he benefited from the Marshawn Lattimore effect. Uh, what that basically means is Marshawn Lattimore was a cornerback that got drafted to the Saints last year and was the defensive rookie of the year. He was also uh, probably one of the best corners in the league. I know he's like top three in terms of the overall ratings that they take in. Didn't give up a touchdown the entire season, which is ridiculous when you think about the receivers that he had to go up against. Julio Jones. Um, man, just all these great receivers that he had to go up against. And not to give up a a touchdown is ridiculous. It's amazing. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, I feel like, not Cleveland Cavaliers, sorry, wrong sport. The Cleveland Browns are building something to where now they're starting to catch people in their division on the downslide. Um, what I mean by that is the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati, they're getting older. Their quarterbacks are at least. Now Baltimore drafted Lamar Jackson which probably helps them in the long run. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger is an older guy. Andy Dalton has never really proven to be worth a grain of salt. So maybe, you know, them drafting Baker Mayfield when they did is them playing the end game. Uh, is them playing a hey, you know, we've been bad for all these years. This is how we're going to catch you guys. So I want to send a, a big shout out to Baker Mayfield and his family uh, because I'm not going to say this changed their lives because he was already a pretty well-off guy. But I love seeing hard work pay off. And his hard work paid off better than many anybody in the NFL that we could probably say 
besides Shaquille Griffin. And that's going to kind of, you know, see, we're going to see how that ends up with how everything plays out, how his career works. Because Cleveland Cavaliers has been through the 19 quarterbacks, or 22 quarterbacks, 23 quarterbacks in the last couple of years, the last 23 years. So it's basically a new quarterback every season. The odds are against you in this one, Baker. But if you've shown us anything, uh, the odds don't really mean jack shit to you. And I'm in your corner, man. I'm rooting for you. I'm not going to say I'm going to get a Baker Mayfield jersey. I might get a shirt. Now, moving right along in the next segment, um, we're going to talk about Kanye West. Now, over the last couple of days, Kanye West has been tweeting up a storm about his political views, his stances on the world, and free thought. Now, those of you who know me know that Kanye West is arguably one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, I like, I have all of his albums, all of them, from College Dropout all the way to The Life of Pop. And Kanye West has five certified classics in his discography. Now, I know what you guys are saying. What does his music prowess have to do with those tweets and his turning his back on his people, how most people feel like he's done? I'm going to tell you just like this. I don't believe you can be critical of someone when their radical thoughts don't back how you feel personally. Now, I'm going to expand on that because I don't just want to say it and people say, what does that mean? Now, we know Kanye from being the brash person. George Bush doesn't care about black people. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the greatest albums of all time. This is nothing new from Kanye West. Him putting on a Make America Great Again hat is doing exactly what it's always set out to do. Grab your attention and start a dialogue. Now, me personally... I feel like we as black people have to get over calling people Uncle Toms and Coons when their thought doesn't go with the vast majority. 
Now let me explain on that. I consider myself to be a free thinker. I consider myself to be someone who doesn't always go with the pack ideology. I like to do my own research and then I make my decision from there. Kanye West came out talking about Donald Trump in a positive light. Now, I've gotten to the point in my own personal growth to where Donald Trump is just another president to me. And none of the things that Donald Trump said he was going to do when he was campaigning has actually happened. Like most presidents get into uh, when they get in office. Now, what Donald Trump has done is that he's pissed off a lot of people. Donald Trump is a racist. Donald Trump doesn't respect women. But one thing about Donald Trump that I can say is when it comes to ego, when it comes to pride, Donald Trump is a lot like a lot of people. Now, Kanye and Donald Trump are a lot alike. People want Kanye to be the same Kanye West from Jesus Walks, from Through the Wire. You have to develop. You have to grow. To say somebody is in the sunken place, because their ideology doesn't line up exactly with yours is ludicrous. Nobody agrees with anybody 100%. Me personally, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. But I also understand that Donald Trump, for lack of a better word, is the guy in charge for the next three years. And I'm going to relish in the fact that the most of the people that support him are most of the people that's getting the short end of the stick. But, I think the funny thing about Kanye West
is people fall for it every single time, hook, line, and sinker, because he does not tweet. So when he does tweet, it's like, what the hell? You know? It's the... Uh, What the hell is Kanye was talking about? What well, you know? What the hell? Blah blah blah, and people go off because of the simple fact that he doesn't necessarily agree, or you don't necessarily agree with what they're saying. But when Kanye West said he was a god, when Kanye said he was one of the biggest rock stars on the planet, people got upset about that too. And what I think was so funny was. He came out and said, so if I said, I'm a nigga, or I'm a gangster, that would sit better with you, wouldn't it? Now you answer that question yourself. Because only you can. So with Kanye West, Maybe, I'm not going to say we cut him a break because everybody's going to have their own opinion on him. Uh, everybody's going to feel like that he's let the black community down because he attacked Barack Obama. Uh, no president is perfect. No person is perfect. And it may sound biased because I am a Kanye West fan, but I also understand that you can't be controlled by the thought of the majority. So, with his three thought, I'm going to let him enjoy that. I'm going to let him express the way he feels. Because if I was going through expressing how I feel, I would want that same respect. Now, getting right into Bill Cosby, I want to start off by saying no means no. Rape is wrong in every situation. Okay? Now, my biggest thing with this case is the blatant show of hypocrisy between what I see and what I hear. Because if Bill Cosby did those things that he's been convicted of, he should go to jail. Bill Cosby will not be going to jail. Simple as that. Uh, he's 80 years old. He's a rich guy. And they gave him a 30-year sentence. Now, my biggest thing was just by understanding and hearing cases of rape victims, I understand that rape is not about sexually, being sexually attracted to somebody uh, in most cases. I know it's the show of power. So, I know 
if Bill Cosby did all these things that they say he did, it wasn't because he was sexually attracted to these people, unless he was. And I know it was more or less a show of power because from just what I know, the 70s and 80s, the people like Bill Cosby, um, you know, comedians and they were what was in. Now, my biggest thing with the case is while all these things are bad, I don't like the hypocrisy of a Harvey Weinstein not being brought to trial, a Charlie Sheen not being brought to trial, a God, what the hell was his name? The guy from um, House of Cards not being brought to trial. Because these guys are rapists. And should be treated as such. They should be in jail. But nobody said anything. Harvey, uh, Harvey Weinstein, is, as of a couple months ago, he had women coming out saying that he raped her. Charlie Sheen was diagnosed with HIV and knowingly transmitted it to women. So where is the disconnect in Bill Cosby being 80 years old and people coming back from the 70s, 80s and bringing it up about him and Harvey Weinstein being, you know, stuff that happened months ago and nobody said a damn thing. That's the only thing I'm saying. Now, I understand with this Bill Cosby thing. People have to be upset because it's come out that Bill Cosby may not say or serve a day in jail. Now when these things when these things type of happen, you know, with rape victims and What is the the point of going after someone if they if you know that they're not going to go to jail? Other than you know, obviously having your day in court and being everything coming out and saying this is what happened to me, I understand that. But if those people are not going to jail, then do you feel you still feel the same like? Like, do you still, like, are you still pissed? Are you still upset about it? Not me personally. I would be upset knowing that we did all this and Bill Cosby not only didn't go to jail, even though he was convicted, I'd be upset. But I am going to play devil's advocate. 
because I want people to feel comfortable going and talking about situations that happen to them. In any case, I never want to take away the power of somebody else. But what I do want to do is I want it to be what's, goose, what's good for the goose is good for the candy. I want the people that are so pissed about Bill Cosby to be pissed about Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Co- not Kevin Costner's not his name I don't want them to be Kevin Costner God what is that man's name but you guys know what I'm talking about the guy that was on the house of cards I want that same energy of people going after them the Harvey Weinstein, the Charlie Sheens of the world. <clears throat> because I feel like just because the stripes on the, on the uh, zebra change their direction doesn't mean that We should turn the other eye or turn the other cheek or not look at certain things. Because if Bill Cosby is guilty of those, of those things, Harvey Weinstein is too. Charlie Sheen is too. And that's all I want. I just want consistency. Because if you don't have consistency in the law, it's the same with the the uh, police brutality. It's the same with everything else. If you don't have consistency within the law, then what is the law built on? It can't be built on moral and ethics because if the consistency isn't there, then the moral and ethics are not there as well. And then it becomes a witch hunt of just trying to find people that are guilty because you think they're guilty. And then we turn into a whole other problem within itself. So my biggest thing is have consistency with the law. Bill Cosby got convicted to 30 years for rape. Bill Cosby will not serve a day in jail for rape. Harvey Weinstein is a rapist. Charlie Sheen had sex with women knowing he had HIV. The consistency has to be the same. We have to convict Harvey Weinstein. We have to convict Charlie Sheen. That's just how I see it. Now, the 22-year-old juror that came out and said he had no idea of the Me Too Too movement, I'm going to call bullshit. I think everybody knew about that when that was going on because it was happening to so many people that we knew. Aziz and sorry. Um, who else? Man, it's just a whole bunch of people saying that, well, this is what happened to me. And I need my voice to be heard. 
So for that 22-year-old guy to come out and say that he had no idea of this is ridiculous. I don't believe him for one second. Because if you say that you didn't know that all this was happening, I know you did. He never watched the Cosby show, but he said and the biggest thing that sold him was Cosby saying that he he gave women quaaludes before sex. And if that's all you need, then convict him. Because I understand that rape is about power, not about sexual attraction. So for all the women that were affected and all women that are that have been raped or been sexually abused, don't let your voice be dampened. Don't let your voice be taken away. Come out and say something. Because I feel like that we should protect all women. I have sisters. I have nieces. I have aunts. I have a mom. I have a girlfriend. And if... I, I knew that any one of them had been through something like that. Sorry. There'll be fire in the city. I burned that motherfucker down. So, something happens to you, say something. Don't become quiet. Don't feel like their their power is going to take your power away. Okay? I just want to open this up to dialogue to have actual people think because the consistency of cases between rape is ridiculous. Um... Man. This is probably going to be a quick segment. Um... But I want to sit, a, uh, sit down and kind of talk about North Korea and South Korea. As we all know, both of the leaders of the country have come together and put an end to the Korean War. And for some reason, I don't know what it is, I don't think we could just kill Jong Un. I feel like he has an alternative motive to wanting to get this done. This war has been going on for most of our lives. You know, Kim Jong Un's dad, Kim Jong Il, uh, his dad. North Korea and South Korea have been fighting forever. Now to hear that they're just gonna stop, 
fighting, I'm kind of leery because I don't know. I just have a really uneasy feeling about it. I don't feel like you can trust anybody in this political age. But what I think is the funniest thing is that Donald Trump is being credited with having this war stopped. Get the entire fuck out of here. If those countries were going to fight until the day we all die, they would have. I don't think he should be credited with getting this war to end. Unless he went and sat down with both of them at the table and was like, hey, maybe you guys should stop this fighting. And since he probably didn't do that, right-wingers probably shouldn't say that he did. Simple as that. As a president that is still living off of the success of a former president, not having really a defining moment is hurting his legacy as a president. Now, I don't want to turn this segment into a Donald Trump bashing, but I feel like the Republican Party let the entire country down. Now, I know this is coming from a place to where free thought is, is welcomed. Um, but Republican Party let America down. I think, personally, and I said this to a lot of my friends that care about politics, is I feel like John Kasich was the right choice for the Republican Party, the governor of Ohio. And I feel like the Republican Party would have been, been able to put a lot of things in their corner for the next couple of years with somebody like a John Kasich. So I wouldn't be surprised in 2020 if the Republican Party turns their back on Donald Trump and tries to get their voters back. With endorsing somebody like a John Kasich. This is politics. It's how it goes. But North Korea and South Korea coming to a head and stopping the fighting is probably the biggest thing to happen in our in our lifetime. You know, 
one of those things like people just get tired of fighting. All the lives that have lost over this war has to be in the millions. Well, I will probably say millions. It has to be a lot of people that lost their lives because of this war. Right? So, even though my gut says Kim Jong-un is doing this for his own personal gain, I'm going to celebrate it because I'm not big on war. I'm not big on people losing their lives for senseless violence. It's never been me. I don't find anything gratifying about it. I don't find anything necessary about it. So to the president of South Korea, Kim Jong-un, congratulations. I really support you guys ending this long war. 